It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the American Out Loud Talk Radio Network. This is the National Security Hour. I'm your host for this evening, Ed Hugland. With me today is Mr. Jonas Vesterberg, a special guest with specific background and experience in the realm of cognitive warfare that I've been discussing throughout this time I've been on air. I'll introduce him in just a moment. Each week, we discuss varied strategic perspectives, analysis, and assessments on the ongoing cognitive war. I've detailed the background and definition of this war, its underlying theory, how we should be conducting operations, and lay out several seminal solutions to enable us to compete and to win in this war in my just published book on Amazon titled The Cognitive War, Why We Are Losing and How We Can Win. It's based on my insights and experience from four decades inside the national security apparatus of the United States and why we must overhaul that apparatus to avoid issues as we're seeing now in Israel and to compete in this war with China, Russia, Iran, and other despotic tyrannical nations, as well as to compete and win in the ongoing domestic cognitive war being waged by the radical progressive left here in the United States. This war is a global war. So for this episode, we're going to engage with Mr. Vestberg on the area of cognitive warfare, but focusing on more macro perspectives in three areas to gain his insights from his background and experience. First, architecture and design of enemy psyops. Second, resisting disintegration operations. And we'll get his definition of that. And then third, cognitive overload and pacification. And so we'll probably touch on a variety of different topics, both internationally as well as domestically as we go through this here. So let me introduce our guest for today. And Jonas, I'm glad you can finally come on here and join me on the platform here. And Jonas and I have collaborated in a few different things, but uh, he is also a journalist and political analyst. He has 25 years of international experience. He was born in Sweden but has spent the last two decades in the United States. So I think we've socialized and normalized him here. <laughs> Jonas has worked as an investigative reporter, a linguist, a communications advisor, and ghostwriter for Care One and Gray Zone operations in both Europe and the U.S., as well as one of the world's, world's most iconic industrial dynasties. Jonas holds a master's degree in political science from London University and studied at University of North Carolina Chapel Hill and UPV. He is currently the editor of the Florida Standard. So welcome, Jonas. Welcome. I'm glad that we get you on here today. So let's start by talking about these topics in the context of global events here. What is the architecture and design of PSYOPs and the effort that we're seeing on play now, whether it's Israel, China, stuff? What's, what, what do you see and what's your perspectives on what's going on? Well, first of all, thank you, Ed, for having me. Really appreciate it. Um, well, I think we need to start sort of at home first. Um, and I think that you and I laid out, uh, some of the keys to all of this in a recent op-ed that we collaborated on. And, uh, I think, um, if you want to, uh, if you want to sort of get some clues 
to to the the greater perspective on this you can look here at home and see uh, look over the past couple of years uh, how uh, pr the propaganda that we have seen for example in relation to the uh, 2020 election the george floyd uh, events the uh, covid so-called pandemic um, and also the ukraine war and now we have entered into a, a new sort of operation which is the the focus on the middle east uh, so um if we start here at home and, and we look at at how things subtly shifted uh from i would say if, if we even if we go back to 9 11 we had of course we had uh domestic uh, psychological operations and manipulations running clearly uh, but those were uh, designed to create a form of national unity uh, and, and a collective uh, spirit around a certain objective right and, and that objective I'm not going to say much about that I'm just speaking more in you know in theoretical terms here uh, but but or or you know methodology really so what we see what we see now what really changed uh, a couple of years ago is that um, the propaganda is now uh, aimed at sowing division among americans um it's not it's not um uh, it's not designed for co national cohesion. It's rather designed to create a chaotic and destabilized domestic uh, theater, really. What do you think of this? Yeah, so I, I agree. So what's interesting here in this discourse is, uh, for people to understand, I think, in the audience, is propaganda can be used for good or for evil, nefarious purposes. Propaganda can also be extremely factual and truthful, or can be, as Jonas is talking about, used in deceit for division and other aspects. Okay, in the United States, for example, in our in our war, the Cold War, we use a lot of uh, American propaganda and strategic messaging to convey our ideals, our values, and the spirit of freedom and such worldwide. Now that's propaganda, but it's it's positive propaganda. It's meant with intent for a purpose, and it was truthful. Mm -hmm. What Jonas is talking about now is what I've seen developing, uh, not just uh, post 9-11 and in the last six years, but over the last uh, six decades in the United States, it has slowly crept into and been modified as ways to keep the American people not only divided, but as you said, Jonas, confused. Uh, a level of chaos, in some cases, a level of terror. And you could take a look from my perspective as we if we looked at the 2016, for example, the dossier. There was a whole propaganda campaign. It was set up by one campaign against the other campaign using what? Russian disinformation paid for by Hillary Clinton against Donald Trump. What was more nefarious, and I think where, where Jonas and I uh, came to meet one another, and, and we've over the last uh, year here, is we still both understand what's starting to go on here 
and the threat of this for Americans if we're not aware of this cognitive war. Because what also happened in conjunction with that over the last three decades that I was aware because of my work inside the national security apparatus was the weaponization and the use of the top leadership of their authorities and national security apparatus to actually undermine and subvert the opposition political party, but now the individuals themselves, as we see parents labeled domestic terrorists, and we see the president of the United States just recently declare all mega folks as extremists. And then you get an FBI flyer out saying they're investigating all mega people as potentially domestic. So the level of propaganda and such, and one last thing, the article Jonas is referring to is who directs America's war on its own population. And we'll include a link when this broadcast goes to podcasts for that, the Florida standard, and to also Jonas's overall opinion columns. But back to you, Jonas. Thoughts? Yeah, um, I totally agree with what you said. And, um, you know, the fish rots from the head, right? That's how the saying goes. And so that's what we have to look. Uh, we have to look at, um, and that's what we do in this, in this article. When you read it, you'll see. Uh, we look at um, uh, the, um, the sort of the creation of a, a psychological, not a, I would say multidimensional uh, destabilization for American citizens, like whether it's political, financial, uh, but I think the most uh, serious one is the psychological dimension. Because if your mind is not right, you can't function properly in society. Uh, and that will lead to, this, we'll get into that later. That's what I talk, when I talk about disintegration, that's yeah. what I mean. But um, with this, I mean, the propaganda operations, like you say, propaganda can be used for good and bad. We have now entered into a, a almost cartoonish, uh, propaganda system, I would say, uh, where uh, we're being overloaded by, uh, I would say, it's hard to it's hard it's hard to tell whether the architects are incompetent or whether it's intentionally uh, a form of mockery included or humiliation ritual included in these in these um, operations. Uh, for example, let's take someone like Zelensky, uh, you know, a, who's a former actor who's been acting in, you know, pretty, uh, what do you say, um, sexualized themes and so on, you know, and then yes. now he's suddenly a president and he's walking around in sort of like kind of like a like a Fidel Castro-like uniform, you know, you only see him in a certain dress, and uh, you drive down the freeway when the you mean, whole... like, you mean like Senator Fetterman? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you, you drive down the freeway and you see these, you know, these digital, um, uh, the digital uh, banners that they now have um, yes. on the road, and suddenly there's a a Ukrainian flag and uh, support Ukraine. I mean, so extremely um um for someone who is uh you know uh, reasonably educated it just sort of flies in your face and you can actually uh you, if you if you look if you look at the 
the chatter online, especially among among the those Americans who would engage in some form of um, support, you know, who are who are strategically minded or whatever. Um, yes. You see that they completely reject. They, they, in the beginning, they you know they they embraced the Ukraine narrative a little bit, but then there was sort of like a cognitive overload with all these cartoonish cutouts. And you yes. can see the same thing with the the propaganda the the um, uh, the the, the multi billion dollar campaign for people to take this shot. Right? It, it was yes. this is so extremely overwhelming that it just feels um, feels very artificial. You know. Well, well, I think it. I think it is because you know you mentioned the fish rots from the head, and being an intel puke for a number of years, I take a look at things also from a counterintelligence perspective. And when I look at the Biden family and what has happened with them, with the deals with Russia, China, and other countries, and Ukraine, and the blatant disregard they have for the uh, FARA Act, okay, registering as foreign agents. But then you also take a look at what, what happened in Ukraine. So the day the Russians invaded in Ukraine, what did Biden do? He offered Zelensky a plane ride out. Well, what the hell was that all about? He offered Zelensky a plane ride out. So from my perspective, from there on, as, my, as an analyst, I take a look at everything we've done has been a day late and weeks or months short. Now, yeah, I have... I have an idea around that particular thing, actually. Okay, so I'll turn it to you back in one second. So from my perspective, that's very nefarious and intentional because if the Russians and Chinese have the dirt on the bodies, which I believe they do, okay, they know that the U.S. has to support Ukraine, but how do they support them until they bleed them to death? What, what's your perspective? Yeah, that, this is very, it's fascinating. Uh, the only explanation that I can really see is that that this is this also goes all the way home to dc there are different factions that are you know um they are engaged in a hybrid warfare against each other more or less and so for example if you look at the uh, the newlands and the kagans and the project for new american century people i mean they have one drive there you know they have they have a certain objective and then you have the left, maybe with Biden. We don't really know what, you know, but, but it's probably the Clinton sphere, right, um, yes. that we're talking about. So uh, we don't know what type of underhanded or nefarious uh, sort of uh, 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 business dealings that are in the works here. And I think what we're seeing when they might be, uh, they're using, they're using, uh, uh, the federal government as sort of like a personal uh, uh, a personal uh, uh, force piggy bank yeah per piggy bank when you know uh, they can use whatever resources that they see fit um, and then uh, the extension of that is really that we have uh, a big big problem if we have basically uh, mob families more or less that are that yeah. are fighting over uh power uh over america and then you have to wonder okay where are where are the people in this you know um the rule of and then we see the breakdown of the rule of law 
and, yes. and that's also yeah. being sort of shoved in our faces, right? Almost like a peasant, just so you know, yes. this is, you know, what do you think about it? Well, so no, great, great point. So before we go on break here, you, you raised some very good points here because Ukraine, when it departed Russia, was on the same type of economy as Russia, a black market economy, and it still is. And what you're pointing out here in the United States is with the globalists and such, these people don't have American interests at heart. They have their personal interests at heart. Just like the shovel-ready jobs and the trillions of dollars that were spent under Obama, you're seeing the same thing in the Ukraine war. Follow the money. Who's actually getting rich off of this stuff? And so it sounds nefarious. It sounds conspiratorial. But there's a level of truth in all that, as we've seen. So when we come back from break with Jonas, we're going to talk also about resisting the disintegration of operations and other aspects. But remember, all of our shows go to podcasts typically a day after they're heard here on talk radio. You can hear them on Spotify, Ditcher, Pandora, and iHeart Podcasts, and many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for me. We'll be right back. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Welcome back to the National Security Hour. I'm Ed Huglin, your host this evening. And with me today is Mr. Jonas Vesterberg, the editor of the Florida Standard. And we've been discussing some very key aspects here of cognitive war to bring to our audience, as I try to do each week, a more strategic perspective on what's going on 
to help you be aware, to be armed, and to be ready for what's really happening. With that, Jonas and I, as we are leaving the last discussion, uh, we we're talking about the potential cabal in the United States and also in Ukraine, the mob families playing us for suckers here in the United States. But let's move on to the next topic here as we talk about resisting disintegration operations. So I have a perspective on this, but I want to understand what Jonas's definition of this is before we go into the topic overall. Jonas. Right. Well, uh, sort of inherent in what we see um, is clearly a humiliation aspect. And it's meant to show uh, American regular citizens that they have no, they have, they have no power. They have no say. They have to pay their taxes. They have to, you know, f- follow the law and stuff. They have to sort of go to work and, and, and be productive and, and, and raise their children. Uh, but at the same time, uh, they are being shown that their political agency in this country is zero. Uh, because, uh, and, and behind this, is something very, very interesting that I feel definitely needs more attention. We talked about, we, we just, you, you mentioned globalism before. Well, we have, of course, uh, a, a, a humongous globalist project that is being driven through the United Nations uh, Agenda 2030 and the so-called Sustainable Development Goals, uh, which yes. are, uh, you know, extremely intrusive uh, and uh, systemically um, uh, changing policies that would change the realities for every single, uh, you know, specifically in the Western world. It seems like this is driven the hardest in the West. But it's basically, will take down our our standard of living and it will uh, uh, create, if you read, if you really go and read these white papers that the UN produces, especially on, on migration, the migration that, that we yeah. see, it's all intentional. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, there is no, you know, there is no, uh, uh, it's not about uh, whether uh, there's resources to put at the border or, or all of these, this, this uh, bizarre uh, uh, excuses that the politicians, both on both Republicans and Democrats, nothing is being done because there is a compact called the Global Compact for, for Migration. Notice that for language is very important here. Yes. And, yes. and, and if you read that, you'll see that uh, this is a, a completely intentional uh, project and it's being driven by an international treaty that Biden has signed on to. Trump refused to sign it. But in 21, Biden's, Biden attached the United States to it. And that's why this is, is going the way it is. Uh, but what I was going to say is that um, you have uh, uh, the humiliation aspect, which uh, makes people feel a form of enemy. They feel uh, depressed and uncomfortable and scared uh, in our own country, right? Insecurity, yes. it's a creeping sort of sense of insecurity. Uh, driven by all of these different divide and conquer strategies and in combination with the knowledge that nobody's coming to help you. Nothing is 
working. Uh, there is no accountability. And I feel like the Hunter Biden thing is very key to this too, uh, because this was flaunted in our face, right? You know, these um, yeah. um, crimes, obviously, or alleged crimes that you can sort of glean from, from his, um, uh, this computer. I think, feel like that was an intentional release to then show Americans that he can do all those things, but there will be no consequences for him. And now I'm getting to the core of the matter. And the core of the matter is that there is a globalist project which is intended to uh, collapse the nation states uh, and the Westphalian system completely. But what do you need to do if you want to achieve that objective? You have to discredit all national governments, right? You have, to, you have to create a, a distrust and a, a collapse of agencies and institutions. Uh, and then you can come in as the savior with your new system. You know? Yeah, what's, what's interesting here, a key point for the audience to understand here, is when Jonas talks about this disintegration operations, it's not the Chinese government they're trying to disintegrate. It's not the Russian government, okay? It's not the Iranian government. It's Western free nation governments. But that's where it, it just blows my mind, the cognitive dissonance of our leadership and not understanding that what's going on with this globalist movement is, as Jonas said, a specifically planned event. It's a plan. And this is where the left has been extremely well-refined over the decades and using old tactics and techniques, but amping them on the steroids with the democratization of technology to drive chaos, confusion, and terror. And he, I think he's absolutely right. Now, Jonas and I do actually, just for the audience, we do disagree on different things, right? So, so don't get me wrong. Absolutely, absolutely. In this, in this aspect here, I 100% agreement because what they're doing here is just like he said, they're trying to make the American people and others feel helpless because on this broadcast and others, I'm always asked, well, what can we do? What can we do? Well, the thing is, is that the silent majority must become the vocal majority. And you saw this, a perfect example, two, two perfect examples of what you can do is one is when parents were labeled domestic terrorists, terrorists after they refused to have their children indoctrinated. And this was Democrats, Republicans, independents, and everyone. They all rose up and they pushed back. And so there was a retraction from the left in this strategy. The other aspect with this lawfare, okay, lawfare is a two-way street. So what you're seeing now with different folks in this case before the Supreme Court, where the where Biden administration was using their Ministry of Truth and DHS to censor, cancel, and shut people down, destroy their jobs, is they're fighting back in the courts and saying this is unconstitutional. The point being is that we have civil and constitutional rights and the left would like you have you think that you can't use them, you're helpless, and there's no one to help you. But this is why we need to overhaul the national security apparatus, because it's been weaponized and it's been taken over, not by the masses of federal government employees, by a certain cabal of leadership who's in unison there. Back to you, Jonas. Yes, and, and, and that's a perfect summary. And then you, that actually leads me into the, the, the next thing here. How can we resist this? Well... A lot of this is, 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 is fear-driven uh, because, uh, you know, you remember what Edward Snowden, he came out and he showed the whole world that they were under surveillance and that every single move they made 
uh, was being tracked through conversations, you know, this, this uh, uh, full spectrum dominance of the national security apparatus of the United States. Uh, and and, and uh, just knowing that, I mean, puts a certain, um, even if you're just a regular person, you really have nothing to hide. That's what a lot of people said. That's what I said. I don't have anything to hide. You can look at my stuff, you know, but there is a problem with this. When the state goes authoritarian, that's what we've seen, right? Yeah. Then, then you have a problem, right? So uh, uh, it was fine and well as long as the enemy wasn't, you know, uh, regular Americans. When, when we had, you know, we had, we had threats or sometimes manufactured threats around the world, you know? Yes. And that was what we were told that this was intended for. But the fact is that the architecture, I mean, you know a lot more about this than I do, but looking at this architecture, it's so massive and, and, perva- and all pervasive that it's, uh, it can't have been made for uh, the purpose of uh, specific sort of operations against nation states because it seems targeted towards civilians to a great deal, right? Well, well so, so coming from the inside is that, yes, this, this was after 9-11, was amped up from other architectural efforts that were looking at the adversaries, right? And then those in the cabal saw that based on their authorities, based on hiding behind the rubric of classified information, okay, they turned this system on and weaponized it against U.S. citizens. Okay, what's what's amazing here, though, is is that what you see with the surprise attack in Israel is the massive intelligence failure, not only of the Israelis, but of the United States. Now, one of the key reasons I wrote my book on cognitive warfare and talk about the need to overhaul mass security is the 9-11 disaster was a massive disaster. 3,000 people died. The COVID disaster, the China flu, now 1 million plus Americans murdered, okay? Fentanyl, 300,000, 100,000 per year are being murdered, okay? And now with this last event, there was no indications and warning, okay? But what's that tell you? It tells you from my perspective as an Intel analyst is that these folks are stuck in their titanium cylinders of sub-excellence. They're focused extremely myopically but that myopic focus isn't on the adversary. It's on the domestic elements that right. do what Jonas has talked about is to cause chaos, confusion, and terror to make you feel subjugated and defenseless, that you have no capabilities. And then the definition I use for cognitive warfare, the key ways both the global cognitive war and domestic are being fought are they use ideology, religion, and issues. And so if you take a look at Hamas, Hamas has done a masterful job because from an ideological perspective, they use the socialism and communism to subjugate and control not just the West Bank, but the Gaza Strip, from my perspective. From the religious aspect, they've taken a peaceful religion, Islam, but they've radicalized it. And they've continued to create more radical Muslims, ISIS-type characters, by feeding them a level of propaganda that they then think by martyring themselves, they're advancing the cause for Allah. But 
The terrorists don't care. It's all about them getting power. And then lastly, from an issue standpoint, they're using Palestinian rights, statehood, or other things. But you can see the same thing play out here in the United States from an ideological perspective. Progressive left, which are not progressive, I call them leeches, okay? Uh, they use religion. They have anti-Christian, attack uh, Jewish aspects and anti-Semitism. And, and, and then they use issues, trans, uh, the uh, transphobia aspect. But the whole transgender issue isn't about transgender rights. Transgenders have the same civil and constitutional rights that everyone else has. They use that to then bludgeon and beat people to censor them, silence them if they don't have groupthink. What are your thoughts on that, uh, Jonas? No, no, exactly. This is a very important aspect. Uh, I mean, we see we see all over the world. Uh, it started in Europe uh, with these uh, hate speech laws uh, that are are uh, um, uh, silencing people, uh, and you have similar drive in America now. And this also has a lot to do with the United Nations. And people don't know this, that you have a form of regionalism and you have, uh, you have um, different forms of agreements and treaties. You have a lot of pressure. And even in so-called red states, you see now laws and, and things that are, that are intended to, to, chill, uh, to chill speech, really. Um, you know, uh, there, there are people that say despicable things. Uh, we just have to live with that because it's it's more important that we uh, we exist in a state of liberty and freedom. Uh, uh, if we uh, you know and then, and then you have these idiots that say that say ugly things. Well, really, uh, now they're coming out, and the UN has a huge uh, a huge um, manual for this, and there's so many documents on this, and it's yes. like they're, they're, yes. and they're trying to insinuate that so-called hate speech then leads to uh, violence. And there is zero evidence of this, absolutely zero. Um, now, when we look at uh, these different groups and movements, and uh, this might be where we disagree, but I don't believe in, in, in intelligence failure because it, to me, it's just like, it's, it just seems so extremely unlikely uh, that, uh, for example, the Israelis who have the world's most, I mean, one of the world's top, most sophisticated intelligence apparatuses, uh, that they should have missed this. And I'm also getting reports from sources on the ground in Israel, in, inside of these, on the inside, so to speak. Uh, and they are very angry and frustrated uh, because they are starting to see that uh, maybe uh, the government knew more than they say they do. Because, you know, uh, if we look at these people, if we now, uh, if we now uh, assume that a lot of top leadership around the world uh, maybe compromised or driven by different agendas than working for their populations. Uh, yeah, they yeah. are moving and grabbing uh, at different narratives and strategies in order to reach certain, you know, strategic goals that they might have that certainly don't correspond with their populations, whether Arab or Israeli or Muslim or Christian or, or Jewish. I mean, these, these things are just being weaponized. Uh, you know, 
This part oh, of the no. propaganda. So, 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 uh, so I agree with you. So we're going to cover a couple of things here before we go on break. But one of the key things you talked about was this, the European and other hate speech laws. So one has to ask then, who gets to decide what hate speech is, right? Yeah. Who gets to decide what hate speech is? And part of the reason Jonas and I collaborated on this article in the Florida Standard is when you take a look at the so-called fact checkers and the verification folks, you know, and I worked at the State Department as a consultant to the Global Engagement Center, whose job was to counter propaganda disinformation. And what I saw was every time I asked these organizations for what are your criteria by which you rate or rank something as different information, the inherent bias was extremely evident. But people were sort of went along with it because they didn't want to be canceled. They don't want to be the confrontational. But it was just amazing. So when we come yeah. back from break, I want to talk about the strategic goals that, that Jonas is raising here. Now, what are the strategic goals and what's going right now between not just Israel, but China, Russia and stuff? And yeah. is there some overlap and play there? Now, just remember, you can listen to our shows on the NAS Security Hour. They play weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern here on America Outlawed Talk Radio Network. We have a fantastic lineup of intelligence and military experts to come on every week, Monday through Friday to 7 p.m. Okay, so we'll be right back. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Hey everyone, Nurse Kimberly Overton here from Nurses Out Loud. Over time, our cell signaling molecules diminished, leaving us vulnerable to the wear and tear of life. With the Sea of Redox, you can restore and revitalize your body at the cellular level. This is an incredible product that I personally use and can attest to seeing fantastic results, including better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. ASEA supports your immune system, enhancing your body's natural ability to repair itself. It promotes overall well-being so that you can experience a new level of vitality and resilience. It's time to take control of your health and experience the power of ASEA. Visit our online store today at americaoutloud.shop and use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15%. Be sure to tune in to Nurses Out Loud Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Welcome back to the NASA's Curia. This is Ed Huglin, your host, and on with me today is Jonas Vesterberg. As we left on the break, Jonas raised a very interesting topic about what are the goals and objectives of these different elements in power in these different countries? So from a strategic perspective, what, what we try to do on my program here on NASA Security Hour is bring you that more strategic perspective on what's happening here. And here's my perspective, is that who's benefiting and who's going to benefit from what just happened is Israel? Okay, I think there's a couple people going to benefit. It's not Israel. 
and it's not the United States. So from my perspective, I think what was done there was purposeful and intentional, but had nothing to do with the Palestinian two-state solution or oppression of Palestine and stuff like that. It was a purposeful terror act. Now, what's happened from that? Now we have Israelis and the U.S. deferring to what? Again, the kinetic solutions. The kinetic solutions. Well, what the hell? This isn't a kinetic war. This is a cognitive war. Because the Hamas and other folks have now for two decades inside the Gaza Strip, not only built tunnels and stuff, but have been indoctrinating their children, the parents and the grandparents and these legions for quite some time. All right. So they've set the propaganda machine already what they need for the next level in this battle here. Okay, And it's not going to be beneficial to either the United States or Israel. But who benefits from here? First of all, Russia. Because now you have a second front, okay? But who benefits the most? China, okay? China, which is a country that is committing genocide against Muslim Uyghurs, is now showing and advocating themselves as a, as a peacemaker for the Middle East, for Muslims, okay? Can you have something more Orwellian or dystopian, okay, in a false front? But also Iran, okay? Because as the United States, and you, you heard, first of all, President Biden's comment says, be careful. What the hell does be careful mean to our adversaries? Okay. It's such a limp response. It just, it just floored me when I heard that. But when you take a look at who benefits here, China, Russia, and Iran, because what it does now is it brings out a whole propaganda machine and causes massive chaos, and we're seeing all these demonstrations worldwide. None of those are going to impact Russia or China or Iran. It's going to all impact Israel and the United States. So what what I'm why I'm such on my own personal jihad here on this cognitive warfare stuff is because we are such uh, in a level and state of cognitive dissonance that after two decades in Afghanistan, we haven't learned. You can't kill your way out of a cognitive problem. Right. So Jonas, over to you. What are your thoughts on what I just what I just brought up? You know, I very much agree with you. I want to uh, um, emphasize that uh, this is all designed, I, I believe, to, um, we, we already see how uh, we are being wealth stripped, but we're also being stripped of our hardware, right? And we're expanding it. We've been expanding it yes. in in Ukraine, you know, sending a bunch of stuff over there that the Russians just blow up right away, <laughs> yes. right? And then yes. we have we left all that uh, billions of, of new equipment in, for the Taliban. I mean, that was a combined, you know, that's a, that's a hardware stripping, but also humiliation at the same time, you know. So it's like you see a sort of like a complex or a, a multi-dimensional operation in that. Um, yes. And then uh, I think it's like America is being used. Now America is someone like Lindsey Graham, for example, who calls now for a holy war, right? Uh, that we can't, he claims we're in a holy war and we should attack Iran and this and that. Well, what's going to happen? Iran is not really uh, the same uh, sort of category as some of the other conflicts we've had in, in, the, in recent history. Uh, so what that would do is probably um, 
we're basically, I mean, to sum it up, we're being baited into different conflicts and wars exactly. uh, in, exactly. order to, in order to destroy us, right? So that we, uh, and, and, and uh, uh, yeah, who, 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 who bono, so, right? that's definitely China. Yeah, so let me, let me interject here, because I, I agree with you. We're being, and your words were key. We're being baited into self-destruction here. China and Russia learned from the Cold War, okay, that you can destroy an economy via the wealth and via the material aspects. So what Jonas is pointing out, what I've pointed out here in this program before, China mm. and Russia are doing now to what to us, what we did to the Soviet Union in the Cold War. Mm. And we have not a clue about that. No. Morons, and I say morons like Lindsey Graham, in my opinion, okay. Mm exemplify the cognitive dissonance of what's going on here because they're stuck in a myopic perspective, a World War II industrial perspective of what's going on here. Yeah. He's playing tic-tac-toe while the Chinese are playing go. In Chinese unrestricted warfare, they know that they cannot directly take on the United States in a direct military confrontation. They'll lose. Same thing with Russia, mm. okay, unless it's a nuclear, and then it's not no win for either. Right. So what they're doing is from Lenin on is they're using the tactics and techniques to subvert and undermine the society from within yep. the chaos and confusion we're talking here. And if, if you looked at Biden since he came on board and I call him the Manchurian president for a reason, is it coincidence or is it purposeful? Is it coincidence the day he came in, he canceled our energy independence? Okay. Right. Is it coincidence or purposeful that the day that Ukraine was invaded the second time, remember first time under Obama, his predecessor, second time under him, that he then offered a plane ride out rather than support Ukraine? Okay. Is it coincidence or purposeful that he goes and says that he is the most uh, uniting president in the United States and then vilifies more than half of America by calling them domestic terrorists and extremists because they support make America great again? So when you take a look at these things, maybe in uh, independent things, maybe someone could get the benefit of the doubt. But when you take a look at them in the whole, mm. you cannot, you just cannot refuse to believe what you see is that it's obvious this is a planned, well-thought-out strategy. And it's not only domestic but it's global, and there's an alliance between these different parties. Back Absolutely, you, and, and you have a lot of people being uh, played as useful idiots. That's really important to point out, because when you go on Twitter and you're upset, you've seen a video of Hamas doing this or that. There was a story about 40 babies being killed. Well, that hasn't been corroborated. There's no evidence for it, right? You have these emotional uh, triggers being pulled, and people, um, of course, if you have no, if you're not a little bit seasoned in this game, you might swallow these things whole. And that's very problematic. And because the, all of those emotional, um, all of those operations are intended to create a pressure on the U.S. government to follow Lindsey Graham's lead, right? And just, you know, yes. go to war with Iran. And, um, but at this, so we have to resist being used as a hammer by all of these corrupt, interests and and foreign enemies that have locked into our civilizational space 
That's it's like we're yeah. under some form of occupation. We don't really know. The enemy is very, it's very sort of amorphous who the enemy is, right? And it's yes. like this, what I think is like a multiple interests that are uh, interlocked and are working in tandem. For example, China, yes. But I don't think China is an independent nation. China is being used, uh, you have very close ties between um, uh, the f huge financial interests and uh, the World Economic Forum in China and so on. So you have, I, I believe that, and also China is being used as a test bed for all of these uh, totalitarian technology that they want to roll out here. And they started doing it already. Here where I live, you know, we have cameras in every intersection and the new cameras being added and this and that. So it's like, it's a test bed. Uh, they want to bring these digital IDs and stuff that they have in China. Want, you know, they want to bring that over here. And um, I think we have a, a pretty small window to stand up and resist this. And what, so what can you do? You'd be feeling a lot of fear. I mean, I'm someone myself who's had, you know, national resources directed at me for reporting, you know, a, a, about the truth, what's really going on. That was Antifa that I was reporting on. Um, and uh, it can be very frightening. Uh, but at the same time, every American has to try to resist the impulse of fear uh, because the enemy, uh, I'm not saying the enemy is toothless, but the, like you, you know, you, this is exactly your focus. The cognitive war. A lot of these things are cognitive cyber operations that are brought in, and uh, you know they're happening. They're they're occurring in a uh, in in a virtual environment, but yes. it Im it impacts your physical and psychological reality. Yes, and so so uh, touching a few things here, you brought up you brought up the emotional aspect here, and that's exactly right. They bring up the emotional aspect here. But we're going to be out propagandized by Hamas and the Palestinians because they know how to effectively drive those emotion aspects. And it won't necessarily be the U.S. population. If you take a look at what's happened in the last decade here, why in the hell did we have massive demonstrations in support of the people who just slaughtered innocents across every university campus in the United States this last week? In the 60s, we had campus demonstrations against baby killers because we had a few soldiers that went rogue and murdered innocents. Here you have a purposeful murder of massive innocents, but on those same college campuses, 60 years later, what are they doing? <laughs> They're supporting the slaughter of innocents. Right. And it shows you how effective this cognitive ass could be. Now, the other aspect there, Jonas, is we have to move from a reactive to a proactive posture. China, Iran, and Russia have massive weaknesses that we're not exploiting. And when you take a look at, is it coincidence or purposeful, both under Obama and also under Biden, we've had Arab Spring-like events where the citizens of Iran have risen up against their tyrannical leadership, mm. knowing that it's that way, and tried to fight back. But unlike predecessors, Obama and Biden didn't lift a finger to help them. They didn't right. even give a message of support from the United States for these folks. So is right. that coincidence or purposeful? So if you see this more and more, it has to be. This is uh, the last topic we're here is talking yeah. about is the cognitive overload and the pacification. Yeah. Because there's a theory behind this, the polyvagal theory. 
Mm. It's, it causes people to shut down, fight or flight or yeah. flee, right? And what we're seeing is an overload in terror, chaos and confusion. And so people shut down. But this didn't just happen recently. This has been going on for centuries. Sun Tzu on Ford and Lenin's honed the practice as well. Back to you, John. What are your thoughts, son? Yeah. I mean, what you mentioned here, also first, first the uh, university. So what we see, uh, I, I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm from Sweden. That's my, you know, I have an emotional connection to Sweden. Uh, that's my soil, you know, I'm Swedish. Uh, and uh, I'm American by choice. Uh, but I didn't come to America to be, to live in either Palestine or Israel. You know, then I would have gone there. So uh, we need to be American, okay, and and not participate in these uh, binary tricks that are being played on us, you know, because yeah. that just divides us. It disintegrates our country, and and uh, it is being used by these actors, whether it's globalist interests or whether it's uh, it's ideological CCP, um, uh, the Russians as well, of course. But uh, you know. We can't deal with those foreign, foreign enemies until we sort of uh, rein in our own situation, right? Oh, absolutely. This is why it is, is it, uh, in the cognitive war, even though I talk about the global cognitive war, I highlight the domestic cognitive war as the existential threat because to, to Jonas's point. If we cannot resolve what's going on in the United States right now, we will be subverted from within. And it doesn't matter how big our military is. It doesn't matter how much might we have or how much money we have. Okay, it will all be for naught. And so what Jonas is highlighting here and what, what I try to highlight here in the program each week is you, the American people, do have the power still. Don't let them fool you. You have the power. You go out to the town halls. You hold these people accountable. What, and, and a perfect example of, of how these people who seek only absolute power, because you look at Iran, you look at Russia, look at China, look at the Hamas. It has nothing to do with religion, ideology of the issues. It's about power. It's about power and control. They had decades to solve the two-state solution. They've had decades of opportunities for that. They've all gone for naught. Why, why is that? Because they didn't want to. Take a look at what happened with Saudi Arabia and Qatar, right after Netanyahu at the UN raises an effort with those countries to come towards some sort of peace agreement, who are the first two countries that come out and then condemn what's going on? It's a ruse, it's a false front. And Biden right now is, is continuing to act in that. But the American people, you have your vote. If you don't believe me that you're necessary collateral damage, all you have to do is take a look at the liberal progressive cities across the United States. Who is paying the heaviest price in crime, murder, rape, assaults, carjackings? From the District of Crime to San Diego to L.A., California, Chicago, they're all liberal, progressive cities. So if those in power that you've elected are willing to do that to you, isn't it time you woke up and decide that maybe your vote should go someplace else? Back to you, Jonas. we got about two minutes left in the program here. No, I think we've covered a lot of ground here, Ed. Um, yeah, it's very like, well, when I said um, uh, uh, the uh, overload, that we, uh, the cognitive overload, uh, don't listen to too many of these podcasts, is uh, what I would say. 
<laughs> it's important to know what's going on. But, but listen to but, this one. <laughs> listen to this one. But there's so many, there's so much controlled opposition. We have foreign agents that should be registered, really, that are running. You know, there's some conservative hosts that are, you know, really not having this country's interest, but they're pretending to. And 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 really, people listen to these podcasts, right? And then it's like venting. What happens when you vent? Well, you vent, you go on a rant, and then you then you feel like you've accomplished something, like you calm down. But yeah. uh, so so that's what it's like. It's a it's a pacification. This whole uh, this whole ecosystem that we have of this in, intense information and and uh, and uh, entertainment as well is meant for pacification because you're yeah yeah. What do you think of that? So, that no, so so thank you, Jonas. So it's been a great pleasure having you on. I think it, it uh, is a great discussion and highlighted many different points. I'd like to highlight this last thing Jonas is saying. When you hear different things or you see different things on the internet, don't just believe them. Look at them, dissect them. Because I see so many people taking the amped propaganda, purposeful propaganda, and all sorts of radical nutcase conspiracy things and pushing them out there. Yeah. But that's why we're here today. So it's been a pleasure having Jonas on. I want you to go to the Florida Standard. Okay, go to the Florida Standard. Just Google it. You see they've come up. Fantastic paper, all right? I'm here on the National Security Hour to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. I will go outside of the fog of the daily chaos to give you a strategic perspective on national security issues and speak truth to power, the power of we the people, so we together can best ensure the resilience and security of our republic. Thanks for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America.